I'm the Cowboy Jalen Mooney, and thank you for tuning in to this edition of Birdie and the Cowboy Sports Talk. Today, myself, and of course, Bird Dog, Dylan Patterson, will recap last week's South Carolina High School football and, and college football action. Last week's South Carolina High School football playoffs were insane with upsets and great games. Without further ado, let's jump into the action. Yes, sir. It sure was a great week for South Carolina High School football and the playoffs getting kicked off. Last week, we saw some great first-round matchups and even some number one seeds go down in the first round. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my playoff games of the week from last week. First up, I had my 4A matchup between Irmo and Westside. I predicted Westside to take this game in a, in a first-round win, but Irmo disagreed. This Irmo team went into Westside motivated and looking for a playoff win. They outplayed this Westside team, who has looked dominant all season. Irmo takes this game 43-35, a great offensive showing for the Irmo Yellow Jackets. Also had a great 3A game of the week for last week, and uh, that was Chester at Daniel. Daniel completely dominated the game and defeated Chester 62-20. I thought this game would have been more even and competitive, but the Lions decided to just embarrass this Chester team. Daniel is starting to look like a contender for the 3A state title. How did your 2A game of the week turn out, Jay? Yeah, Birdie, the Wolverines were looking to ride home field advantage all the way to state, and they started out hot, jumped to a two-score lead. Though the story would be Woodland's miscues, and Barnwell rides the rock to a 27-20 upset win. Also, Birdie, I'd like to say, Woodland, they had eight bad snaps. I mean, you can't have this and expect to win in a game. Their centers just could never get rolling. I heard they had a third-string center, though. They've yeah. had some injuries and some, yeah. uh, tough, some tough news there for Woodland. Uh, let's go ahead and check out a few more playoff scores from last week. Yeah, Ridgeview at Tail Hannah. This one was not for you fast-paced offensive-minded guys. Both teams chewed the clock and played stout D. It was T.L. Hannah that made the dicey call, though. This proved to be the right call as they recover an onside kick and get the win, 28-20. Next up, we had Bowen Springs at Dorman. We both got this game right. You got the last game correct as well. Dorman and Zay Foster just absolutely destroyed this Bowen Springs Bulldogs team, 48-0 in an easy first-round game. Yeah, buddy. Now we're going to Carolina Forest at Goose Creek. We both picked this one wrong. We were both wanting to pick Carolina Forest, but we changed it to Goose Creek at the last second. After last that week. big win over yeah. Somerville. A home game for the Gators, though, coming off a huge momentum-shifting overtime win over the Ville. Carolina Forest didn't want to hear the noise, though, as they strike first and never trail again behind the just ferocious rushing attack. Carolina Forest, 35-28. Catawba Ridge at Greer. You got this game right. We saw a number one seed go down, and that is the Greer Yellow Jackets. The Ridge wins this game 34-20. Next up, we got West Florence at Buford. What a game. It was supposed to be a shootout. Only one team brought the guns, though, Birdie. Tyler Haley and this Buford team just dominate and route to a 45-14 victory. I actually got that game right. I thought it would be the opposite way, but I went risky and picked uh, picked West Florence to win that game. No, Buford to win that game. Next up, we had Wren at Fairfield Central. We both got this game right. Wren squeaks out a win past the number one seed, Fairfield Central, 28-26. What a great game there for Wren. Yeah, Birdie, I got this one correct right here. You were high on Anor, I was high on Anor, but I was a little higher on Oceanside. A game of two solid offenses and overlooked teams. The Landsharks start hot as Rico Howell takes the opening kickoff to the house, and they cruise to a quick 17-0 lead at half. That's not it, though, folks. Anor comes out after halftime firing on all cylinders to grab a 2017 lead through the air, but it wasn't enough as Oceanside wins 31-26. What a great game that was for Oceanside. Tough season for Anor. Look for them to come back better than ever next season. Um, and one more game i like to talk about is the River Buff and Fort D game. 
Fort D entered this game undefeated. This River Bluff team has had heard enough, though, as they opened the game up 14-0 on Fort D. Fort D is not used to being down by two scores early in the game. But it ended up being a defensive showdown from there. The Patriots marched back, but it wasn't enough as they missed two field goals, and the Gators win this game 14-12. Another big-time upset of a number one yes, seed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that wraps up some of the first-round scores from last week. Let's go ahead and recap some of college football's action from the previous week. Um, so last week we had we highlighted Coastal at Troy, but that game was not played due to COVID-19. Coastal opens back up this week, though. Yeah, we got number 20 at Arizona, at Arizona, which was played. Arizona opens up the year with a home showdown against a resilient Trojan squad, coming off a close win. Sophomore QB Grant Gunnell put on an absolute show, and this Wildcat D held Slovis in check for most of the game. Well, we will say he did throw for 300, but they didn't allow him to see the end zone. Until the end, Birdie, Slovis would lead a game-winning drive as the Trojans win, 34-30. Man, a heartbreak for Arizona. They look like a much-improved team from last season, though. I will go ahead and say that. I got that game right. Jay didn't pick last week because he wasn't on Friday's episode, but I did uh, get most of these games correct for once. Next up, we had Arkansas at Florida. This was Felipe Franks' return to the Swamp. Man, this, this Gator offense is insane. They put up 63 points. Now, their defense has looked a little lackluster. They have allowed 35 points to Felipe Franks and the Arkansas Razorbacks before the Texas game, 63-35. Yeah, Brady. Now we got another solid Pac-12 game and Dylan's upset game of the week. Sadly, it was wrong, though, Birdie. As the Ducks head to Washington, this was a ball game between two solid QBs until the fourth when the Ducks opened it up with a 22-point quarter and a 43-29 win. And that was the only game I got wrong last week, but tough loss for the Cougars of Washington State. Next up, we had Notre Dame at Boston College. I got this game correct. Uh, the Irish take this game 45-31. I figured it would be a little bit closer, but... A pretty uh, solid performance for the Boston College Eagles. About they what you are, expect. They are improving a, a whole lot. And this is about what we've seen coming for Notre Dame. Just not a real stout defensive team this year. Solid on offense, though. And one more game I'd like to talk about, though. It's an upset win by the Tulsa Hurricanes over the 18th-ranked SMU Mustangs. SMU started fast in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They jumped to a quick 24-7 lead at half. That is up until Philip Montgomery fires his boys up and makes the adjustments at halftime and blanks the air raid offense of SMU in the second half for a 28-24 win. A great comeback behind victory for the Tulsa Hurricanes. All right, Jay, this is what everybody's been waiting for. I want to know your top 10 rankings as of right now and your playoff four prediction for the end of the regular season. All right, Birdie, for my top 10, I got Bama ranked number one. I'm not going to move them. Number two, we got Ohio State. Just a dominating season so far, which is a hot take because most people are ranking Notre Dame at number two. I'm mm-hmm. just not that high on them. Number three, I got Notre Dame. Have to put them at three because they're win over number four ranked Clemson. But at four, we have Clemson. At five, we have Texas A&M as their only loss is to Alabama. And they have a win over the team behind them in Florida. Mm-hmm. Number six, we got Florida. Number seven, we got BYU. That's right, I got BYU highest out of my group of five. Number eight, I got Cincy. Number nine, I got Wisconsin. And number 10, I got Indiana. That is a solid top 10. And my top 10 is a little bit similar. I have Bama at one, led by Mac Jones. I have the Irish at number two, though. I have them ahead of Ohio State just because they have. They beat the number one team in the country, so I'm putting them at two. Then I have the Justin Field. Justin Fields led Ohio State team. Then I have Clemson. And then, of course, I have AM. I have Cincy at six. I have Florida at seven. Then I have Indiana at eight, BYU at nine, and Wisconsin at ten. What, what's your playoff for, Jay? 
Oh, yeah, Birdie. Right now, I'm looking at, at the end. This is by the end of the season, though. I want y'all fans to know this. But at number one, I have the University of Alabama, led behind a stout offense and a much-improved defense. I mean, you got to think. This defense should be improved considering the D.C. I know Pete Golden's young, but he's got – but you got to think of who he has in the rooms helping him. He's got Charlie Strong, a defensive mastermind. He's got Mike Stoops, another defensive mastermind. And he's got FSU's old D.C., Another defensive mastermind. That is very true. Okay, so then we got it. Number two, we got the Ohio State Buckeyes led by Justin Fields. He's really their main piece, and their defense is all right, but they've looked a little suspect this year. At number three, we have Clemson. They have maybe the best quarterback room in the country. I know we haven't seen a lot of Bryce Young, but in my opinion, here's another hot take. You know, I'm known for these. I honestly say, B.J. Wangalele is better than Trevor. Oh, that's a very hot very take. Very hot take, but I'm saying he's it. only started one game. He started two games now, Birdie. Two, two he games. started two. That's right. He started against Boston College. I just don't think if Trevor played in that Notre Dame game, Clemson wouldn't even been as close as they were. DJ just it makes this Clemson offense more explosive. But their D has been suspect all year. They gave up a lot of deep balls. It's because they blitz a lot, but that's just Venable's game. But he's going to have to slow down with his blitz and if he wants to have a chance to win it this year because teams are just exposing their secondary. At number four, I got Texas A&M. Give me the rematch with Bama. This time a much healthier A&M team. And this team should be much more improved as they were earlier in the season. That's going to round out my top four. Uh, my playoff top four for the end of the season is going to be Bama at one. No question, they're going undefeated in the regular season. Next up, I have Ohio State at two. Clemson at three because I have Clemson beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship. And then I have AM at four as well. AM, they're just they're probably not gonna lose another game the regular season. And if Bama beats Florida in the SEC championship, they're not gonna put two ACC schools in it. I can just tell you that right now. And now next up I'm gonna go with my group of five, top five. Number one, I'm going Cincinnati. I really like uh, Desmond Ritter over there at Cincinnati. He's playing great. He might be the best QB in the in group of five. Number two, I'm going BYU. Zach Wilson is a Heisman contender, but I still think – I just don't think they've played anybody good enough yet. Cincinnati's played a little bit harder of a schedule. Number three, give me the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall is playing great down there. Chadwell is playing some great – calling some great calls. I really like this Coastal team. Liberty at four, huge win over Vautech. Liberty's not going to slow down. They're still ranked in the top 25. And then to round out my top five, give me the Marshall Thundering Herd. Just a solid team all around, led by a freshman QB. All right, Birdie. Continuing the G5's road to glory. My top five is BYU over Cincy. And I cannot believe you just said that, but you're known to say some idiotic things sometimes. <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson is 10 times the quarterback of Desmond Ritter on the ground and through the air. I think it's just outrageous what you just said. Number two, it's going to be a hot take. But give me the Chanticleers, as this is based on what we project for the end of the season. Give me the Chanticleers over Cincy. I love this Chanticleers team led by Jamie Chadwell. Just an all-around solid team. And then number three, give me Cincy. Desmond Ritter is a quality quarterback. Can't count him out. But this Cincy team, I just don't know if they're as talented as the other two. As the other two have not peaked yet. This Cincy team has peaked. At number four, give me Liberty. I would rank them higher, but you got to think, they're about to have a loss to the number two team in my group of five, Coastal. Last group of the uh, last game of the season. Yes, That's going to be a great game. Yes, sir. But I like Hugh Freeze's offense a lot. I love Liberty a lot. Number five, I got Marshall. And Marshall's a solid team, but they're just the lowest out of all these other. And one last thing I'd like to say is, Bertie, let's talk about Will Muschamp getting fired. I've wanted to see this for a while. My only question was, who's going to replace him? Now we have a few breakout candidates to discuss. First off, let's look at Billy Napier at Louisiana. 
I love this hire. It doesn't jump out at you offensively like some of the other hires I'll mention, but he's just a talented ball coach and a great leader. He comes from the saving tree. Second, let's look at Jamie Chadwell, a great offensive mind. He's had success at every stop. He's just a great recruiter. Leading Coastal to consecutive top 100 recruiting classes. That's not heard of. Yeah, at Coastal, it's not heard of. All right. Last isn't very realistic, but it's a dream hire for me. It's Hugh Freeze. This is a great offensive mind and a stud recruiter. Freeze comes with some baggage, and this is why, to me, it makes it extremely unlikely. But what a hire it'd be, though. I think this hire would can even convince five-star QB Gunner Stockton to stay committed to the Carolina Gamecocks for 2022. Then just imagine Freeze's head coach, and I think they retain Bobo just so they can try to convince Gunner to still come. And just imagine this, Birdie. Freeze's spread offense when he implements a lot of the QB runs, a lot of the runs of the backfield, mixed with a Bobo pro offense. That'd be unstoppable. This offense will be good. And, I mean, that would make the Gamecocks competitive in the Eastern Conference. Although, all three of these hires are incredible and would make the team competitive and a true number three in the East. I like the Freeze hire the most. But, realistically, I think they get Billy Napier. What are your thoughts on it? Well, my, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say Hugh Freeze is gonna lose Liberty, leave Liberty. I think it's only between two, and that's Jamie Chadwell of Coastal and Billy Napier of Louisiana. I just think Freeze really likes this Liberty team. He's led them to a top 25 ranking for the first time in school history. They're undefeated for the first time in school history at the FBS level, and I just don't see Freeze leaving. But I think it's between Napier and Chadwell, and I don't think Chadwell wants to leave just yet. He's doing great things with Coastal. Look for Napier to jump out of this one. That says a lot about the group of five this year too. They have five teams ranked in the top 25, and they also have some great coaches that are possibly lined up to take SEC jobs. Great job by the group five this season. And that's where we're going to wrap up this edition of Birdie and the Cowboy. Remember to share our podcast, and please continue to listen and support. Our podcasts are now available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, and Breaker. Again, thank you for tuning into Birdie and the Cowboy Sports Talk.